This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program sponsored by The Caring Place with campuses at Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. They are celebrating their 100th anniversary serving the homeless, hungry, abused, and needy families. They continue to feed the hungry, care for the needy, and help rescue and change lives every day. Now your host for Mission Possible, the Good News Program, and the president of The Caring Place, here is Ronald Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the Good News Program, brought to you by The Caring Place. We've been caring for the homeless and needy here in South Florida 100 years. We're also known as the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brumman. Welcome to Mission Possible, the Good News Program. You are going to hear good news today. You know, if you ever heard, you never turned into this program before, uh, we incorporated about 10 years ago, uh, actually when every, everything was happening in our country with the session and we thought you know something we had a great opportunity from WIOD they came to us to do a program we said you know with all the doom and gloom and all the negative uh, talk that we hear we need to hear something during the week that's good news and that's what the whole foundation of this program today you're going to hear about people in the community who love uh, people in the community you're going to hear about our volunteers you're going to hear a testimony a little later in the in the program and you know something uh just a week ago we did a fantastic outreach on the street it was called our Good Friday, uh, Thanksgiving on Good Friday, rather. Uh, we've done this in the years past, but we weren't able to do it for two years because we have COVID, of course. But we regrouped, and on that day, April 15th, Good Friday, we had the streets closed down in Broward, the streets closed down in Miami. We're going to expect all these people, had hundreds of volunteers, and if we remember that day, that's the day it poured all morning long. And I don't mean just a few drops. It was pouring, and I, and I stood in Hollywood. I went to the Hollywood center first uh it was people were scrunched up together trying to stay dry we had tents out we had clothing giveaway we had hygiene giveaway we had other goodies that people were coming to the centers uh to participate in we had a uh, sound system up there for our dj and our mic and all that and yet that was put on hold and uh, we thought maybe we're not going to be able to do this but you know the volunteers I had to really stop and think. I saw hundreds of cars that were parked alongside the, the highway to come to the center. Uh, maybe not hundreds, but up close to about 50 or 60 cars. And as I watched them come out of the cars, people were coming out. They were trying to stay dry. Some had raincoats, some had an umbrella, but most didn't. And as they walked, they were being drenched. And I saw them because I said, you know, what kind of people? What big hearts? Uh, to come out on Good Friday that could be anywhere uh, else but there and they're being rained on and when I met them and was able to talk to them they said you know we came here to serve a little rain's not going to hurt us uh, we want to help change lives and that's what they did they were still able to have a great meal on the streets uh, uh, as the Lord had parted the Red Sea uh, he parted the clouds uh, a little bit of sunshine came out and they were able to have their event on the street uh, many people were uh, help that day. There was children there. We gave out Easter baskets, hundreds of Easter baskets during the course of a day. A great meal that was served by our volunteers. Uh, there were food and giveaways uh, there for them to take home. And then the best part is uh, we had over 20
25 men and women come off the streets that day because of that outreach. And that really is good news when you can take people that were desperate, homeless, in a fit of despair, and by acts of kindness, acts of love, that people said, you know something, this is a great place. Uh, In fact, I met a woman, uh, she came, she had seven children, and I couldn't believe it. They were ages from teenagers down to about a two-year-old. And uh, she said she came because she knew that we, she could get things that her family needed. She wasn't homeless, but she came. And I saw that little girl uh, eating on her turkey and dressing. I said, wow. Uh, thank thank the community. Thank our donors. Thank our supporters. In fact, you can make a difference. We have a great outreach uh, coming up in the summertime it's our christmas in july Uh, you can go to our website to find out more about that but i want to invite all of our listeners our friends uh, on may 14th we're having a very very special day Uh, in years past we've had these large graduations for our homeless men and women have come through our programs and have got their lives turned around and uh, we weren't able to do that we did some virtual conferencing in the last two years but we're bringing that back on may 14th is going to be in our big community activity center in miami and we're going to combine it for both centers uh broward and miami uh, we're going to have a graduation cer- ceremony where people that you might have saw- seen begging at the corner or sleeping on a bus bench or maybe begging at your supermarket uh, now they're going to be fully clothed in a cap and gown ceremony their friends and family are going to be invited it's going to be a time of reunion i'm sure there's going to be a lot of tears but there's going to be a lot of joy and i would like to invite you come down and see firsthand uh, what's being done in our centers and the product and a little later you're going to hear testimony from daryl again another changed life but that's what we're all about we're serving hundreds of people every single day but we want to affect lives on a one-by-one basis and also and some of you that are listening that know our program that know our centers we're going to have a very very special time the refounders of the miami rescue mission that's dr frank and maxine jacobs they came in the 70s they started off as volunteers the mission was ready to ready to go under it was just a an older building with a few men and they took it under their arms and god worked through them in miraculous ways that they were able to not not only salvage the mission but make it grow and grow and grow and in fact uh, they're my mom and dad in the faith and so we're going to name the flagship building that we have in miami it's a four-story building for men we're going to name that the caring place dr frank and maxine jacobs center for men uh they're in alabama right now uh, they're traveling down. They said they wouldn't miss this, and we want them here. And so, again, I want you to I invite you to come to our, our center, our graduation, not only for them. I mean, that's a, uh, to me, it's a big deal, but also for the men and women you're going to see in a cap and gown. Go to our website at caringplace.org slash graduate, caringplace.org slash graduate to find out more. And if you can't come, uh, it would be a wonderful time for you to help us with expenses of running our program, helping us to do more for more people helping us with the caps and gowns and the whole ceremony uh, you'll see areas there you can donate financially and, and again we can't do 
all that we do without our supporters and our donors and volunteers. I can't say that over and over enough. That is good news. In the midst of everything, you know, at the midst of doom and gloom, there are still rays of sunshine, uh, people coming out that really care for others, the less fortunate. And, you know, in all the major religions, uh, the, for the Jewish and for the Christian and for the Muslim, the pillars of the faith is that you take care of the less fortunate. You take care of those that can't take care of themselves. You take care of the widows. You take care of those who are orphans. And that's a way that you show that you care about others. And it's also a way to share God's love in a very practical way. And by the way, uh, in May, we're also having a special, special time for our women that come out to help our abused women and children that come to our centers. You know, most of the women that we do have, we do have centers for women. Uh, they are usually come to us with their children. Uh, they come from a very abusive background. We also occasionally will take single women and so on, but we really want to see families come to our centers to be restored and to be have them help them with their mental trauma they've gone through. So on May 21st, there's going to be a very, very special time at our church property. Again, I'll give you the information through our website, but this is where our women are going to, it's called a brunch. It's a women's brunch. We have two women's group. They help the women in different ways. First is our Girlfriends for Girlfriends. And this group has, has been around for about six or seven years. And they raise funds to help the women with affordable housing. You know, they come in, they take classes, uh, they get some help, they find a job, they find affordable house, and that's the diff difficult part. How do you find affordable housing? So these women have gathered together to provide funding to help us buy properties that we can have our graduates and those in the greatest of need that complete our programs actually have a home and and help build their lives and and also they'll do other great things then we have another group for women called cover girls and these are actually women that come alongside the women as they're actually residing in our programs and they become mentors and and what i mean by that they'll help them go out and shop for clothing they'll help with interviewing process for jobs they'll help with child care and they also help with housewarming gifts so when they find a home uh we are going to finish it with our thrift store they're going to get their beddings and their their couches and all their kitchen dining room tables all that but they'll bring in dishes and appliances so again all the things that we do is good news and we can't do it without you help us today go to caringplace.org see how you can get involved become a volunteer become a mentor uh donate to us financially uh, host a food drive a hygiene drive uh or maybe even donate your clothing and furniture well god bless you again uh, stay tuned right here on news radio 610 wiod for more mission possible leon navarro here the senior community development associate for the caring place at the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. I'm so excited. Today we have on the phone with us, uh, I want to say a friend, family, cover girl, amazing, amazing volunteer, uh, doing so much to give back to others in our community. We have Barbie Garcia with us on the phone. Barbie, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. I'm excited. I mean, I'm always so grateful for all the the work that you have done uh, to help us. I mean, I remember when we met, uh, you went straight into mentoring, into tutoring the children in the program. I will never forget how you were able to help the children get better grades in school. This is something that I always talk about because I know 
what it means for the children in our program to have someone to to come alongside of us and actually, you know, dedicate an hour, two hours a day, a week, a month, and actually pour into these lives. So thank you for the job that you have done through the cover <laughs> girls. And, and we are always so thankful to you. Um, I have so many stories, but I don't want to run out, and, and we have so much to talk about. Uh, but you're simply wonderful, and I wanted to make sure that I thank you at least a couple of times during the interview. So tell me about, and I know you do a lot, okay, but I'm fascinated by what you do when it comes to the environment. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So it kind of I started a little bit in college. I went to University of Florida. I have a degree in agricultural communications. And I focus on environmental studies. And so basically, after I graduated, I was just wanting to learn as much as possible about sustainability. I've worked in the private sector. I've worked for um, government agencies, helping to, you know, do community projects and energy projects. I've worked with engineers. And uh, one of kind of my greatest passions is I am uh, one of the leaders in the U.S. Green Building Council the USGBC South Florida. And basically, uh, it is a worldwide nonprofit. Um, they run something called Lead Green Building System. And so maybe if you've ever walked into a building and you see a nice plaque on the wall that says, this building is LEED certified. And so I'm also a LEED uh, Green Associate myself. So basically, um, if somebody wanted to, somebody had a building that they wanted it to become LEED certified, I would be able to help take them through that process. And so through my work with uh, USGBC, I have met so many incredible people. I have gotten to do such amazing work within the community, everything from planting trees to um, taking people on tours to be able to go into these buildings and see what makes these buildings green. Because a lot of times, if you're not living in this world, it's hard. You might just see that plaque and you say, oh, that's cool. It's a green building. You don't really know what that means. And so... That's kind of what USGBC is here for, is to be that educational source and to give people those opportunities in the community to understand what makes a, a building and a community sustainable. Uh, USGBC is pushing really hard right now for lead for cities and communities. And just so everybody on this call knows that basically state of Florida is just, we are doing so amazing in the green building space. We have millions of square feet that have been LEED certified at this point. And also um, Bank of America released some money recently. And so a lot of local cities, like there could be a local city that uh, one of your listeners lives in that has received this grant. And it's going to be great. It's going to be so good for the community. It's only going to improve the quality of life, the people who live in those communities. And so, you know, I have a passion for building materials because that's very important. And living in South Florida, as we know, steel is not our greatest uh, friend because we live by the ocean and, and that stuff corrodes. And so one of my um, latest projects over the past few years is I work with an engineer who has a factory in Hialeah and he makes this incredible material out of something called basalt. Wow. And so I've just become very involved in kind of innovative things that can really change the future and really change the way that we build things and make them last longer and also have less negative effects on our health. Um, so those, that's just a little bit of kind of my world in sustainability. I, I do also do something called Women in Green. I suggest everybody to Google it, look into it. Um, it's a series that we have. And so I sit on this committee and we plan several events. And basically, we bring incredible women onto this series. And they talk about different sustainability topics, um, 
things that they're doing in their career, challenges. And so we really try to empower women within the green space. And so that's really been awesome. It's, it's, it's gone so well over the past two years. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's a lot of other things I can talk about. I do want to say that on April 26th, from 4 to 7 p.m., there's going to be a happy hour at Miami Ironside. Uh, if anybody's never heard of Miami Ironside, I highly, highly recommend stopping by there, grab a bite to eat. It's, it's a mixed-use space. There's restaurants. There's all different type of businesses, little boutiques. It's such a cool place whenever you have a chance to go there. So we're going to be having a happy hour on Tuesday, April 26th from 4 to 7 p.m., and it's basically going to be a mixer for people that want to get more involved in the community relating to sustainability and also promoting and improving our circular economy, which is basically reusing as much materials and not using raw virgin materials to basically build anything or make a new product. So just think about turning your sneakers into clothing or broken glass, turn it into a countertop. That's circular economy. That's using something that was meant for something else and giving it a new purpose. So that's I'm amazing. really excited for that event. That's, yes. that's amazing. And uh, if you didn't get the information for April 26th because you were driving or you're busy at the moment, I want you to know that Barbie is sharing all this information with me. So I will have it. And you can call me. You can ask for Leanne uh, at the missions number. And let me tell you something. You were, and I would be happy to give you the information. You were talking about the the green, um, you know, that, that certification that says the building is green. I went to one of those meetings and I thought it was fascinating uh, when the lady was explaining. It wasn't you, unfortunately, right? I mean, it was someone else <laughs> as, as wonderful as you. And, and she was explaining, the, the, you know, what makes a building green. And I was fascinated by all the things that you can do in order to help our planet, our environment, everything, right? So I'm, I'm encouraging everyone who's listening uh, to get in touch with you. And I know we're going to share that a little later in the program because you know so much about the subject and I know you're so passionate about it. But so the yeah. other thing that you do, which is very good as well, right? Because you, you're so involved with the community. You are also a realtor. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So um, I have been in the real estate world for about 10 years now. Um, I have a portfolio of properties with my family that I manage, as well as, you know, listing, doing rentals, and representing buyers and sellers on both sides. And so that's been really fun. And it's something that, you know, over the years, um, you know, you go getting more experience, you, you, have, you have very interesting um, transactions uh, come about. And honestly, I love real estate because you get to give somebody their dream, you know, their dream home. You get to help them. Um, I'm really big on preparation. The market is so crazy right now. And so if your realtor is not helping you be prepared, then you're already, you know, behind the eight ball, as they say. So, you know, right now it's just really important for anybody who is looking for a home is to have all your ducks in a row. Even if you're going to rent right now, you need to literally have everything ready, have all your pay stubs ready, have your ID ready, have because the thing is, it's time is of the essence right now. And I know that some, maybe some people listening right now have maybe had a frustrating time. Um, and, I, and I really, I feel for you because it is tough out there right now. But new inventory comes up all the time. Yes. And, you know, you just kind of have to stay vigilant, have a great realtor. Uh, my real estate website is Miss, M-I-S-S, Barbie, G, 
dot com. So MissBarbieG.com. That's my website. If anybody wants to go on there, I have an amazing search engine built into my website. I am with a small firm that has, they have an incredible search capacity. They have, they, they invest all their money on SEO. And so the issue with using Zillow and just real quick for anybody who's like, likes to go on Zillow, we all love it. But the thing is that it's not always accurate. So just know that sometimes you could be looking at a property that's actually an advertisement and it's not even on the market anymore. So, you know, get yourself a great realtor that is willing to help you and go the extra mile. I basically work all of South Florida. It is very all of South Florida, all the way from, uh, you know, North Broward down to the keys. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy to help any of your listeners. I know it is, it's it is out there. very important and you are the right person for the job and we love you for that. Uh, Barbie, <laughs> give us your, um, how do we contact you once again? Sure. So, um, my Instagram is Miss Barbie G and my website is also Miss Barbie or you can email me at Barbie at bocahome.com. Thank you so much. Thank you for all that you do. We admire you and we love you and appreciate you. And I hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you for joining us today. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Reach Centers. Super excited to have one of our supporters, also my friend, El Montero, uh, mortgage broker. How are you doing, El? Hi, Leanne. Thank you for having me here today. Always a pleasure to come by and see how we can continue to help the community together and uh, grow uh, grow together for our betterment, for everyone's betterment. You are just so good at what you do, and you are so good at helping the community. I mean, you have one of the biggest hearts for giving that I've known in many, many years, and I want to thank you before we go into detail about you. I want to thank you so much for always being present, for always, every time that we need something, every time that we do an event, especially with women and children, which you know that's like my baby almost. <laughs> I hear you. I feel the same way. And, feel the same way. And, and you are always present, always doing beautiful and amazing things for the women and children. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, tell us about El Montero, the broker, the mortgage broker. <laughs> thank you. Thanks so much. Well, luckily, I've been in the real estate industry itself for the past 22 years, and I have seen many people reach their dream of home ownership in many different ways. Um, one for themselves, for other family members, building upon that, really building to build wealth for their families and leaving it forward for future generations. And I think that's the important thing, as we just mentioned, about making it for the betterment of everyone. Um, as myself, in real estate and in the mortgage industry now, I can tr certainly tell you that there unfortunately is a lot of myths out there as to what it takes to become a homeowner. What does it take for me to pay my mortgage, not someone else's mortgage? How do I build wealth? How can I go from one property to two? How do I become an investor? How can I build on that American dream that we all seek? So I'm proud to say that within this industry, I'm able to show people how they can take that first step for themselves and then take that step to become an investor and build from there. So luckily, um, there's lots of different avenues in this uh, industry where one can get assistance to buy a property for the first time to help with their closing costs. There's many different programs. It does not take 20% down to become a homeowner. Uh, maybe an investor, yes, but to become a homeowner for yourself with as little as three or three and a half percent 
50%, you can own a property for yourself. And this is only, you're only giving them a bit of education here. I mean, I've seen you with your clients. I follow you in social media everywhere. And, and I know that you are, you have that human, um, you know, part of you that you're so close to the people that you're helping, right? So how wonderful to feel that you're getting that education. So how can people find you? How can they get in touch with you to make that dream a reality? Absolutely. Well, I'm very easy to reach. I can be reached out on my cell phone. Give me a call. Text me 786-385-9638. Again, that's 786-385-9638. I'm with The Truth About Lending, and I'm here to tell you the truth about lending. Hold your hand from step one to step 10. 786-385-9638. And if you're driving, if you couldn't get that information, I said it at the beginning, and we have it for all of our guests. I have all of Ailes' information. So in case you didn't get it because you're driving, you couldn't write it down, you call the mission, you call the Miami Rescue Mission, you ask for Leanne, and I'll give you all of the information for her. Um, I have had talks with Ale where I, I leave the conversation knowing more. So if anything for the education, the information that you need in order to be closer to buying that home, just give her a call. Thank you so much, Ale, for joining us this morning. Thank you, Leanne. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having the opportunity to serve you, the mission, and everyone in the community. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, every week we come to you with so many interviews of people doing uh, great things in our community. But, you know, the highlight uh, of our program really is when we get to talk to people who are going through life change or have gone through life change. And I'm so happy that today I have with me Daryl. And first of all, I want to say welcome to the program, Daryl. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Well, Daryl, let's go back in time um, and tell us something about what maybe led you to come to the uh, Miami Rescue Mission, or if you want to go back even further to family life, just start us somewhere. Uh, let's go back a little farther uh, to our family life. Uh, actually, uh, I'm a native here uh, of Miami, Florida, and uh, originally uh, my family lived over town. And uh, to up to about the age of 12, we moved uh, into a home in Carroll City. And uh, I went to uh, Carroll City High, and uh, I was uh, uh, really kind of like dysfunctional kid. Uh, you know, I wanted to do things my way, you know. And uh, I really didn't uh, care for uh, a lot of company and stuff. And uh, so I, I got into whatever I wanted to do. And uh, later on, I found myself uh, getting in trouble, you know. and uh, being arrested, uh, you know, being kicked out of school, things like that. Then along came the uh, drug and uh, the partying and stuff. And uh, so uh, I kind of like, you know, I kind of chilled out for a while. And I met a young lady and uh, we got married and I began to raise a family. And uh, we was doing well and, uh, you know, really nice uh, having a family. And I have two kids. And uh, I met uh, what you call Mr crack cocaine later on and i had never experienced such a thing and uh it really devastated my life uh ended up getting a divorce my wife she divorced me uh and uh so we were we were divorced and uh she went her way i went my way well we still you know we had a relationship but uh it was nothing you know intimate i uh went on with my life but i was still doing drugs and uh, even though I would, 
you know, have a job, but uh, after a while I would have to get another job because of the people, you know, would see that, uh, hey, look, uh, this mm-hmm. guy's not doing what he's supposed to do, you know right. what I'm saying? And so uh, eventually uh, I found myself uh, renting a room inside uh, what they call the trap house. It's really a drug house uh, where they sell and smoke and stuff. So uh, having a background of, uh, of the church in my life, there was some conviction, certain things, you know, uh, I would, I couldn't find myself to do, even though I was getting high. Mm-hmm. And the people found me kind of strange, and they would even tell me, look, man, you don't even belong here. And uh, You have a conscience. <laughs> oh, yes, I did. So uh, it came to a point, even the job I had at that time, uh, I lost it. And uh, I found myself sleeping on the street. Mm. And I was too ashamed to go to my family. The condition I was in, I really didn't want them to see me like that. Right. So uh, I found myself sleeping on a bench out there by the bay, uh, not far from the mission. And uh, I woke up one morning and my breakfast was off of a, a tree, a secret tree. I had no money, no, 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 no clothing, just what I had on my back. And uh, I, uh, I ate from this uh, seagate tree and uh, then I walked along the water edge and I actually I began to pray. Mm. So I walked and uh, I met some people along the way and then I had asked them about the Miami rescue mission. I had heard about it, you know, mm. just hear people talking about it. And so being hungry and looking for food, I, I uh, asked them, where can I go to get some meat? And they told me, yeah, the Miami rescue mission. They feed Okay, Daryl, I hate to interrupt you right now, but we're going to stop right there and we're going to pick up in just a moment and find out what did bring you to the Miami rescue mission. Don't turn that dial to hear the rest of Daryl's story. Well, we're back. We're with Daryl. He's going to tell the rest of his story. We're right at the point where he woke up on a bench uh, by the bay. His breakfast was sea grapes. I've eaten those before. They're not very tasty. And uh, you're walking and you're praying and you met some people and you ask them about the Miami Rescue Mission. So let's pick up your story right there. Oh, yes. Uh, I was told uh, where the Miami Rescue was. I found it. Welcomed in uh, to a nice meal. So I came in and we sat. We waited to be uh, led into the dining hall. And uh, after getting in there, man, I, I just like gorged myself. Like I was surprised to see all the wonderful stuff they had there. Oh, man. And I ate like a hug. <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, um, this particular time uh, I ate and then I left. And then the next day I came back. Mm-hmm. But when I came back, Leaving from the mill, I asked a person at the desk, and I said, how can you get into this program? Mm -hmm. And that person told me, say, come Monday, Monday morning, be here at such and such a time. Mm -hmm. And so I was there, and I entered in that morning, that Monday morning. There were several other people in line waiting to be interviewed. And uh, we came in, and... uh, I got a chance to uh, meet some new people, and we talked about, you know, some of the things we were going through and, and you know, even about what we were going through at that time, being, uh, you know, new members of... You're the newbies. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so, uh, but to make a long story short, since I've been to the rescue mission here, I've been so blessed. It's like God did something on the inside of me. 
it, he changed my heart. Even though in the past I was introduced to Christ, but never before had I made him my Lord in my life. And this something that God did in my heart, it was something that it, I had nothing to do with this. He did it. And, uh, all I wanted to do was to know him and to know change. Mm. And so this time, uh, one evening, as you know, they have a uh, service in the evenings and we're required to go to, uh, the meetings. And, uh, I was at this particular meeting and one of the people had, uh, they had a, a acoustic guitar. And at the end of the service, I asked, I asked the guy, could I like, you know, check it out? Yeah. He said, sure. So I gave him a quick testimony of what God was doing, even at that time in my life. So the guy, he, uh, he let me, uh, play a song that God had put on my heart. And the next time they came, brought me a brand new acoustic guitar. Wow. And I've been praising God ever since. And, uh, are given the privilege to, uh, sing with a bunch of other guys there, the regeneration band here, to minister to the people about what Christ is doing in our lives. So, and you've also been able to hone in on your talent that you already had, and you get to practice and you, you get to use that to bless others. That's a great, great, great honor. And, uh, I love to praise God. And I love, I just love the people because uh, he shows me where he brought me from. And I know that he can do that for other people. And I want to see the other people come in and experience the love of God. Well, Daryl, because we're right at the end here, what is your goal? Well, my goal is to complete the Alpha program. I'm now uh, in Alpha 114. That means you're upperclassman. Yes, ma'am. And uh, I've been assigned captain of the team and... uh, have this responsibility. My goal is to take, first of all, the steps that are necessary, you know, like such as uh, remembering where I come from, number one. My goal is to reach these goals uh, that I have uh, by, you know, working in the community as a positive force. I'm going to have to stop you, Daryl, only because we're at the end here. But what a powerful, powerful testimony that you have. I'm going to ask our listeners, would you continue to pray for Daryl? Just remember his name. Lift him up. And there's hundreds of men, women, and children that come through our doors in Hollywood and in Miami. They all need your prayers. And uh, just pray that as they come in, you know, I can honestly say, Daryl, that your change started with a prayer and a meal. Uh, you prayed by the bay. You came for that first meal. We often say hope begins with a meal, and you are proof positive of that. Thank you for sharing your story. You're welcome. Very welcome. Wow, what a great testimony from Daryl. You know, if you're just tuning in, I I was speaking about all the work that we've done uh, over the last month or so, but it all boils down to that one changed life. You know, we are serving hundreds of people uh, on a daily basis, thousands of people during the course of a month, and tens of thousands of people during the year. But it always comes down to that one person that is able to come to us and be able to get their lives transformed. We can't do it without the help of our community, our donors, our supporters, our volunteers, and the faith community has such a big impact on what we do, not only by coming out and sharing God's love in practical ways, but also helping out as a volunteer when it's needed to be in the kitchen, uh, to prep the food, uh, prepare the food, cook, serve the food, and so on. And as I mentioned earlier in the program, we had a wonderful 
uh, outreach. Our Thanksgiving on Good Friday took place on Good Friday, April 15th. Uh, there was a lot of activity. The rain couldn't keep us from doing it. Uh, volunteers got soaked. Some of the people that came to the event, the, the, the people experiencing homelessness came. They got a little wet, but we were able to share God's love on a very special day. You know, Good Friday is the day that we believe the Lord died and paid for our sins. So we were very thankful. And part of that day, we actually had foot washing for those in attendance that we that wanted it. And along with the foot washing, there was shoes and socks and things that they had new to wear. And again, um, when you sat back and you saw what was going on, you said, wow, it's raining, people are drenched, the tables are, are full of water, and even the streets were getting a little uh, wet. How are we going to be able to do this? And the Lord just kind of like part of the skies and just for enough time to get the food out get everything uh, dried off people were able to sit down and have a great meal uh, I am so great very grateful I've been here over 30 years and I've been able to meet so many great people from business from the community uh, from politicians uh, to people of, of great wealth and little wealth and the common factor is that people care and again you can help us right now by going to caringplace.org slash help that's caringplace.org slash help for two dollars and ten cents you can provide that first meal that will often lead to a changed life and by the way on may 14th we're having a special graduation celebration it's going to be in our miami campus we're going to combine the graduates from both campuses in broward and miami we're having it the reason is because on that day uh not only we're going to have a graduation service where the formerly homeless men and women are going to be fully garbed and capped and gown and get a diploma and walk the stage and and it's a time of joy it's a time of celebration it's a time of hey i've accomplished something you know i was just a few months ago i was begging for food i was looking in a dumpster or or i was i was being beat by my by my mate and now look at me now i've got i've got a new lease on life and besides that great time we're also going to be honoring the refounders of the miami rescue mission my mom and dad in the faith that's Dr. Frank and Maxine Jacobs. Uh, if you've if you've never turned in this program, or maybe this new to you, they've been gone for many years now. But they are the ones that God worked through to restore the mission. The mission was almost going to go under, uh, almost was just going to close. But under their leadership, not only did it not close, it grew and grew and grew until we not only had centers in Miami, we had not the centers in Broward. So what we're doing on that day, they're driving down or coming down from Alabama. Well, he did say he was driving down. Uh, they're going to be here, and we're going to name the building the big four-story building which was their very first accomplishment which really turned everything uh, upside down because now they were able to serve not just 20 people but uh, close to 200 people uh, that were homeless and so we're naming that building the caring place is going to be called the Dr. Frank and Maxine Jacobs Center for Men. And what a legacy. That, and they did much more than that. They're still active. Uh, they're still healthy. And we want to make sure that they get honored properly. So we invite you. You can go to caringplace.org slash graduate. That's caringplace.org slash graduate or just our main page. Find out more. Help us that, that day to help for the caps and the gowns and the cares of the men and women. Uh, you'll be able to make a special donation there. And we want to just say God bless you for doing that. Well, thank you for for listening today. Tune in next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place.